Section 10 of Historic Girls. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. Historic Girls. Story of Girls Who Have Influenced the History of Their Times by Elbridge Streeter Brooks. Teresa of Avila, The Girls of the Spanish Sierras afterward known as St. Teresa of Avila, A.D. 1525. It is a stern and gray old city that the sun looks down upon when once he does show his jolly face above the saw-like ridges of the grim Guadarrama Mountains in central Spain. A stern and gray old city as well it may be, for it is one of the very old towns of western Europe. Avila, said by some to have been built by abula the mother of hercules nearly four thousand years ago whether or not it was the place in which the baby gymnast strangled the serpents who sought to kill him in his cradle it is indeed ancient enough to suit any boy or girl who likes to dig among the relics of the past for more than eight centuries the same granite walls that now surround it have lifted their gray ramparts out of the vast and granite-covered plains that make the country so wild and lonesome while its eighty-six towers and gateways still unbroken and complete tell of its strength and importance in those far-off days when the cross was battling with the crescent and christian spain step by step was forcing mohammedan spain back to the blue mediterranean and the arid wastes of africa from which centuries before the followers of the arabian prophet had come at the time of our story in the year fifteen twenty five this forcing process was about over under the relentless measures of ferdinand and isabella with whose story all american children at least should be familiar the last moorish stronghold had fallen in the very year in which columbus discovered america and spain from the pyrenees to the straits of gibraltar acknowledged the mastership of its christian sovereigns but the centuries of warfare that had made the spaniards a fierce and warlike race had also filled spain with frowning castles and embattled towns and such an embattled town was this same city of avila in which in fifteen twenty five lived the stern and pious old grandee don alfonso sanchez de cepeda his sentimental and romance-loving wife the donna beatrix and their twelve sturdy and healthy children religious warfare as it is the most bitter and relentless of strifes is also the most brutal it turns the natures of men and women into quite a different channel from the one in which the truce they are fighting for would seek to lead them and of all relentless and brutal religious wars few have been more bitter than the one that for fully five hundred years had wasted the land of spain to battle for the cross to gain renown in fights against the infidels as the moors were then called to obtain martyrdom among the followers of Muhammad, These were reckoned by the Christians of crusading days as the highest honor that life could bring or death bestow. It is no wonder, therefore, that in a family, the father of which had been himself a fighter of infidels, and the mother a reader and dreamer of all the romantic stories that such conflicts create, the children also should be full of that spirit of hatred toward a conquered foe that came from so bitter and long continuing a warfare don alfonso's religion had little in it of cheerfulness and love 
it was of the stern and pitiless kind that called for sacrifice and penance and all those uncomfortable and unnecessary forms by which too many good people even in this more enlightened day think to ease their troubled consciences or to satisfy the fancied demands of the good father who really requires none of these foolish and most unpleasant self-punishments but such a belief was the rule in don alfonso's day and when it could lay so strong a hold upon grown men and women it would of course be likely to work in peculiar ways with thoughtful and conscientious children who understanding little of the real meaning of sacrifice and penance felt it their duty to do something as proof of their belief so it came about that little ten-year-old teresa one of the numerous girls of the cepeda family thought as deeply of these things as her small mind was capable she was of a peculiarly sympathetic, romantic, and conscientious nature, and she felt it her duty to do something to show her devotion to the faith for which her father had fought so valiantly, and which the nuns and priests, who were her teachers, so vigorously impressed upon her. She had been taught that, alike the punishment or the glory that must follow her life on earth, were to last forever. Forever! this was a word that even a thoughtful little maiden like Teresa could not comprehend. So she sought her mother forever how long is forever mother mine she asked but the donna beatrix was just then too deeply interested in the tragic story of the two lovers calixto and melibea and the senor fernando de rojas tear-compelling story to be able to enter into the discussion of so deep a question forever looking up from the thick and crabbed black-letter pages why forever is forever child always pray do not trouble me with such questions just as i am in the midst of this beautiful death scene too the little girl found she could gain no knowledge from this source and she feared to question her stern and bigoted old father so she sought her favorite brother pedro a bright little fellow of seven who adored and thoroughly believed in his sister teresa to pedro then teresa confided her belief that if forever was so long a time as always it would be most unpleasant to suffer always if by any chance they should do anything wrong it would be far better so argued this little logician to die now and end the problem than to live and run so great a risk she told him too that as they knew from their mother's tales the most beautiful the most glorious way to die was as a martyr among the infidel moors so she proposed to pedro that she and he should not say a word to anyone but just start off at once as crusaders on their own accounts and lose their lives but save their souls as martyrs among the moors the suggestion had all the effect of novelty to the little pedro and while he did not altogether relish the idea of losing his life among the moors still the possibility of a change presented itself with all the attractions that the thought of trying something new always has for children besides he had great respect for his sister's judgment well let us be crusaders he said and perhaps we need not be martyrs sister i don't think that would be so very pleasant do you who knows perhaps we may be victorious crusaders and conquer the infidels just as did ruiz diaz de cid see here teresa i have my sword and you can take your cross and we can have such a nice crusade and maybe the infidel moors will run away from us just as they did from the cid and leave us their cities and their gold and treasure don't you remember what mother read us how the cid won castellon with its silver and its gold the cid was the great hero of spanish romance the stories of his valor have been the joy of spaniards old and young for centuries cid is a corruption of the moorish word said or said and means master and the little fellow spouted most valiantly this portion of the famous poem of the exploits of the cid the poema del cid 
with the martial spirit of which stirring rhyme his romantic mother had filled her children smite smite my knights for mercy's sake on boldly to the war i am ruy diaz of bivar the cid campeador three hundred lances then were couched with pinions streaming gay three hundred shields were pierced through no steel the shock may stay three hundred hauberks were torn off in that encounter sore three hundred snow-white pennons were crimson dyed in gore three hundred chargers wandered loose their lords were overthrown the christian cry st james for spain the mormon cry mahone theresa applauded her little brother's eloquent recitation and thought him a very smart boy but she said rather sadly i fear me it will not be that way my pedro for martyrdom means as mother has told us the giving up of our life rather than the bow to the false faith of the infidel and thus to save our souls and have a crown of glory the crown would be very nice i suppose sister said practical young pedro especially if it was all so fine as the one they say the young king carlos wears emperor too now is he not could we be emperors too sister if we were martyrs and had each a crown but we must be crusaders first i suppose come let us go at once king charles v was at this time king of spain and had just been elected emperor of germany the road from granite walled avila to the south is across a wild and desolate waste frowned down upon on either hand by the savage crests of the grim sierras of the Guadarrama. it winds along gorges and ravines and rocky river beds and has always been even in the days of spanish power and glory about as untamed and savagely picturesque a road as one could well imagine along this hard and desolate road only a few days after their determination had been reached to start upon a crusade the brother and sister plotted theresa carried her crucifix and pedro his toy sword while in a little wallet at his side were a few bits of food taken from the home larder this stock of food had of course been taken without the knowledge of the mother who knew nothing of their crusade and this therefore furnished for theresa another sin for which she must do penance and another reason for the desired martyrdom they had really only proceeded a few miles into the mountains beyond a villa but already their sturdy little legs were tired and their stout little backs were sore pedro thought crusading not such very great fun after all he was always hungry and thirsty and teresa would only let him take a bite once in a while don't you suppose there is a moorish castle somewhere around here that we could capture and so get plenty to eat he inquired of his sister that is what the said was always finding don't you remember how nicely he got into alcacer and slew eleven infidel knights and found ever so much gold and things to eat this is what he said you know on on my knights and smite the foe and falter not i pray for by the grace of god i trow the town is ours this day oh pedro dear why will you think so much of things to eat groaned theresa do you not know that to be hungry is one way to be a martyr and besides it is i doubt not our just punishment for having taken anything to eat without letting mother know we must suffer and be strong little brother that's just like a girl cried pedro a trifle scornfully how can we be strong if we suffer i can't i know but before teresa could enter upon an explanation of this most difficult problem one that has troubled many older heads than little pedro's both the children started in surprise and then involuntarily shrunk closer to the dark gray rock in whose shadow they were resting for there not a hundred yards distant coming around a turn in the road was one of the very infidels they had come out to meet and conquer or be martyred by 
He was a rather imposing-looking, but not a formidable old man. His cloak or mantle of brown stuff was worn and ragged. His turban was quite as dingy. But the long white beard that fell upon his breast made his swarthy face look even fiercer than it really was, and the stout staff with which he helped himself over the uneven road seemed to the little crusader some terrible weapon of torture and of martyrdom but pedro was a valiant little fellow after all the fighting spirit of his father the don burned within him and few little folks of seven know what caution is he whispered to his sister whose hand he had at first clutched in terror a word of assurance be not afraid sister mine he said yonder comes the infidel we have gone forth to find do you suppose he has a whole great army following him hold up your crucifix and i will strike him with my sword the castle can't be far away and perhaps we can conquer this old infidel and find a good dinner in his castle that's just what the said would have done you know what he said far from our land far from castile we here are banished if with the moors we battle not i wot we get no bread let us battle with him at once and before his sister with restraining hand could hold him back the plucky young crusader flourished his sword furiously and charged down upon the old moor who now in turn started in surprise and drew aside from the path of the determined little warrior now yield thee yield thee pagan prince or die in crimson gore i am ruy diaz of bivor the said Compedor shouted the little crusader charging against his pagan enemy at a furious rate oh spare him spare my brother noble emir let me die in his steed cried the terrified theresa not quite so confident now as to the pleasure of martyrdom the old man stretched out his staff and stopped the headlong dash of the boy then laying a hand lightly on his assailant's head he looked smilingly toward theresa neither prince nor emir am i christian maiden he said but the poor morisco abdelaman of cordova seeking my son ali who men say is servant to a family in valladolid pray you if you have aught to eat give some to me for i am famishing this was not exactly martyrdom it was in fact quite the opposite and the little teresa was puzzled as to her duty in the matter pedro however was not at all undecided give our bread and cake to a nasty old moor he cried i should say we will not will we sister we need it for ourselves besides what dreadful things is it that the holy inquisition does to people who succor the infidel moors theresa shuddered she knew too well all the stories of the horrible punishments that the holy office known as the inquisition of spain visited upon those who harbored jews or aided the now degraded moors for so complete had been the conquest of the once proud possessors of southern spain that they were usually known only by the contemptuous title of moriscos and were despised and hated by their chivalrous christian conquerors end of section ten recording by ginger cucolo